Always remember, you ain't first, you're last. Hey y'all, this is MC, and you're listening to the If You Ain't First or Last podcast. How's your day today? You a big NASCAR fan? Well, you have come to the right place. Here's your host, Juggalo Trey and Tristan Shannon. It's Trey here. This is the If You Ain't First, Your Last podcast. Plenty to talk about this week. As we are kinda. live from the Wii U studios. Yep, of Nintendo Texas. has picked up the sponsorship option. That's right. Um, we got a special guest for the... Th- we're doing three segments tonight. We're, that might be the way we go from now on. Kind of oh. three segments. Okay. Three 20-minute segments, one hour, you know? Yeah, that seems like a well-rounded number. And the third segment can just become the... The nonsense segment. Well, that's good. That and we'll mix in some NASCAR. It forces us to really um, talk about the important things at first. Yeah, we got we got to be like the news, you know? Hit the important things first and then get to the nonsense later. Exactly. So, last week, big race, Kansas Motor Speedway, the cutoff race, final final race for the, uh, round, of the round of 12. Sorry, sometimes my memory's kind of bleh. But, uh... Yeah, big win for Chase Elliott. Looks to be the most consistent driver coming out of this round. Um, but first, let's talk about the first couple of segments. Not a whole lot happened. No, not at all. And uh, Dominated by Harvick. Harvick dominated, but then he effed himself sideways Correct. by speeding out of pit lane. And uh, he did not win. Probably should have been his race. Yep, it was definitely his race to yep. lose until he sped out of pit lane. And he lost it. Uh, but... Just a huge win for Chase Elliott, his third win of the season. And first time, I think, since Carl Edwards in 2005 where a driver gets his first three wins in one season. How about that? Um, That's a pretty good driver to compare to. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't end his career like Carl Edwards does. I don't think he will, but is Chase Elliott now a championship favorite? A favorite? I mean, he's a favorite now to make it. To the to the championship round, um, championship favorite. It's so hard to tell in NASCAR because it's literally one race. Yeah, you know, if you make it there, then yeah, you're a favorite for sure. So I guess yes. If he, I think he's got a pretty darn good shot to make it to the final four, especially now that the seventy eight hasn't been um, performing as well as we're used to seeing. He got in thanks to those stage points. Yeah, yeah, and and, and to be fair, he probably should have won the Roval. But aside from that, his his uh, his round of twelve has not been fun at all. Not at all. So that's pretty much another big story as we kind of segue into that. Who got eliminated? Kyle Larson, who had an excellent car, but just couldn't seem to get the last two spots. Finishes third. He's the first out, I believe. Ryan Blaney also eliminated after coming in with a little bit of momentum after winning the Roval. Who else got eliminated? Brad Keselowski. Yep. This is huge because this is one of the championship contenders. He was supposed to be the fourth guy. I think so. He's out. And who was the other one eliminated? It was uh, Alex Bowman. Yeah, Bowman was buried early. Who had a pretty good qualifying effort, but his tire kind of went to shit on him or went to... He hit contact early. To hell. Yeah, 
He did have contact with the wall. So did Ryan Blaney. He had some wall contact as well. So those are the four out. Which one of those surprises you the most? Because for me, it's Brad Keselowski, obviously. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Brad K. Because I, I was thinking about this today, honestly. I, I, it just popped in my head. I wanted to ask you. This is completely off topic. Well, I mean, it's on NASCAR and the two-car. But, right. Uh, has Brad Keselowski got a shot to be the best driver to ever drive the number two? That's ooh, that's crazy. Yeah. Because if you think about it, Obviously, you got to go Rusty Wallace, but Rusty Wallace didn't even win his championship in the two car. I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Man, that's crazy to think about because when Brad Keselowski was put in that two car in 2011, when he started, he was terrible. Yeah. And, and, and coming off of, uh, you know, uh, drivers with the, with the namesake of Rusty Wallace and, and Kurt Busch and, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely. I'm, I'm happy. Dale Earnhardt did drive the Dale, two. Dale Earnhardt did drive the two, but he, okay, most well-known driver yeah. of the two. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Driver who spent most of his career in the two car. Yeah, because Big E was definitely known for the three. I would say behind Dale Earnhardt, it's probably Brad Keselowski. Yeah. So then I just got a, a breaking report here. Well, not necessarily a breaking report, but it's kind of a, a story I'm reading here on Reddit. I'm hearing McDonald's may sponsor the 42 car more than the one next year. Um, that's that's not really surprising to me. Me neither. Um, you know I can't believe they didn't do anything more with McMurray while he was in the car. They did know? have a lot more like uh, what do you call it? A uh, marketing kind of gems they could have went with. They with really could have. The McFlurry. Had, they could have had a burger. Yeah, they could have said. This is the McMurray McFlurry. Andy's here. Andrew Carlson walking through the building, going to make sure everything goes okay for these three segments. Surveying us. Yeah, making sure we don't set the room on fire. God bless him. But, um, yeah, so another race we didn't get to watch or talk about, Talladega the week before, and uh, how much did that remind you of, like, early 90s Talladega? You know, and, uh, that race, in my opinion, was horrid. Um, it was terrible. It's because it's it was the Stewart Haas cars, and you can't get mad at them for doing so. But they literally dominated the race. They, 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 um, they just got to the front. They stayed with the team orders, and whenever they were broken up, they immediately got right back together. They stuck with each other. I want to say till the final ten laps, which that's that's a hell of a commitment. Absolutely. Um, Kurt Busch should have won that race. Yeah, the caution probably should have came out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kurt should have won that race for sure with the caution. Um, but good for Eric Amarola. Definitely a guy that uh, everyone's rooting for. Well-deserved, yeah. especially with what happened to him probably a year ago with yes. that injury Yes, and how he kind of came back from it and maybe a championship contender. And and um, first, first win for the 10 car, I believe, since 2003. Uh yeah or two thousand I I think it was two thousand two okay because you're thinking Johnny Benson at Rockingham yes. right yeah, yeah yeah it was two I think that was o two okay yeah oh so yeah I tried to be smart with the stats yeah it, it ha- it's okay yeah. you weren't too far oh, off you're off that's okay. that's not something just everybody would know yeah I think maybe two percent of the world or maybe not even that maybe like o point two percent of the world knew that hey then I'll, I'll take it so I give you credit on that how you were close. But uh, Johnny Benson drove that car. How about that throwback? Yep. Rest in peace. Yes. 
He's still with us. He's but. still with us, but so rest in peace to. I haven't heard the name Johnny Benson in God knows. How he was a really good truck racer. Yeah, won a championship. Yeah, yeah. So the one thing that was pretty much the main talking point what of about Talladega. Mike Skinner? I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Let's talk Mike Skinner for yeah. a second. What's he been up to? I don't know, but Mike Skinner, man, that's one of my favorite names in NASCAR. Yeah, he's that just he looks he, and sounds exactly what you would think like a NASCAR a driver Skinner. looks like. And you know, it's it's just one of the most fun names to say especially like you kind of get a little twang on it's max skinner yep driver of the 31 lowe's chevrolet for richard childress probably should have won a few races but yeah underrated driver yeah probably i mean in the truck series yeah but um won the first ever truck race in history so that's something mike skinner did in the three truck three trucks yep just we're talking about twos and threes today. Yep, that's pretty much all we're talking about. So Austin Dillon's going to win at Texas? And, no, uh, it's going to be Ty Dillon. That's right. Yep. So uh, anyways, the big talking point was, should NASCAR have thrown the caution when that big wreck happened? See, and it's funny for that, for that because they threw it for the trucks, Yeah, but they did not throw it for the cup race. The truck, the truck wreck was way worse than the cup wreck. Obviously. So I understand why the caution had to be thrown for the truck race. I think it's it, I kind of like the fact that it's kind of it's kind of baseball-esque, you know, where yeah. it's, where it's a human call. They're not like, okay, crash caution automatically. Right. You know? Um it's you know, I'm sure Kurt Busch fans think there should have been a caution. I'm sure Eric Almarola fans are like, no, that wasn't bad enough of a crash, but I don't know. I, I, I like I like the no call and the caution. It's Talladega. The race sucked. Let them finish it out. Yeah, it was it was fine by me. Um, I just wish they would have had a truck. Uh, didn't throw the caution for the truck race because I really wanted Wendell Chavis to win. Dude, that would have been something insane. That was Chavis. the the and best you, race of the week. And you almost called Oh, yeah. And you almost called it. He did take the checkered flag first. And by all accounts, you would think that means he won the race. But the caution came out. I think the reason we saw two end results or two different finishes and both series is because there's two different race directors. Okay. That was what somebody pointed out to me. I don't know the race directors off the top of my head. I think it's David Hoots for the yeah, Cup Series. It's definitely Hoots for the Cup. And I think it's a former driver. I think it's a. Like, uh, oh. I think it's Ben Kennedy. For real? Yeah. Nice. Let me check that out right quick. I don't know. Doesn't Bodine drive the pace car? Yeah, uh, that's Brett Bodine, yeah. I think. Director. Sorry here. I'm, I got a computer here, so that this is pretty great. Radio. But, uh, yeah, like I was saying, uh, you know, just different race directors called different finishes. And uh, I really wanted to see that come, go to the all the way to the end, but it didn't. The truck race had to get the caution. And yeah, But you got to hand it to Timothy Peters. Yeah. At least he got oh, a yeah. win. You can't hate Timothy Peters. You know, and, and first watching it, I was like, wow, he just straight dumped the 18. But then, you know, he kind of came across him. It wasn't just like, you know, he just turned him. It was a lesser version of what Austin Dillon did to Eric Amarul. That's exactly what it reminded me of. Yeah, that was what I thought the moment I saw it. I was like, oh, he just got Austin Dillon. Yeah. And I was watching it here. Um, thankfully, Parker Kligerman, that was the one thing that worried me about that race. He yeah. took a hard hit. I thought he broke something for sure. Yeah, but he was there the next day. And he he stuck to his his job, and he covered the cup race as a pit reporter. So uh, all com uh, commend. Uh, <clears throat> I can't talk. 
It's okay. Um, I commend Parker Kligerman for that. That was a wicked wreck. Yeah, because that was a bad wreck. Him and uh, Justin Fontaine. Yeah, Fontaine's shit got torn up. And uh, we'll, we'll 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 leave it at that for Justin Fontaine. So, anyways, truck race, cup race. Let's talk Xfinity race at, at Kansas. Crash filled start. Yep. That was it was it, it was kind of upsetting because it was like wow, like a third of the cars that could probably win got eliminated in the first. Yeah, you lost Cindric, Christopher Bell, Allgaier, um, all kinds of championship contenders out of the race. I don't remember. The the 60 didn't wreck in that race, did it? No, he survived. All right. He barely made it through. If there was a race not to wreck in, how about that? Yeah, Kansas Motor Speedway. Uh, Joey Gase decided to pretty much just wreck Ryan Priest for whatever reason. That was, that. yeah, that was, well, I thought you were talking about Smithley. Yeah, he he wrecked yeah. Smithley and Priest. Yeah, okay, because yeah, I I literally I remember seeing the part because I remember I remember he he hit the zero and then the zero that that took out that took out Priest. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That's okay. I remembered it right. Man, I mean, just no respect. No, and and Joey Gase, I I, I recall has had beef with that organization before because didn't he kind of go after Ross Chastain after one of those road course races? I think he did. Yeah. I think one of them did. Yeah. But um, I think it's like the 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 teams, the mid tier teams, are kind of going after each other now. Got a lot of money on the table. But you got to really admire what J.D. Davis Racing is doing. Plus, they just won the Powerball up in South Carolina. That's where their team's located. I'm, I'm sure they did. So it was Johnny Davis Racing. They're going to get. They're going to be up front. They're going to win the title with all their Powerball money that they won. Trey, I thought you won. Nope, I did not. Did you buy any lottery tickets? No, I wanted. I because after doing statistics classes in college, you really. It really uh, deters you from doing, but it's low risk, high reward. It, yeah, it's it's very it's very low risk, but it's just like why? It to me, I just think of it like I'm throwing away four dollars. It's two dollars. Well, I mean, I always, I like to buy them in twos. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that's a good point. It gives you that much better of a chance. Four dollars is is not life changing money, no. un- unless you win, but. Honestly, I mean, I just wanted to be a part of something. I thought it was cool to go in there and buy a lottery ticket. Maybe yeah. I'd win, just for kind of the, the like. You know what? You know what it kind of reminds me of. It kind of reminds me of like a free parking in Monopoly. Yeah, you know, it's always like throw whatever money to free parking, and you land on free parking, and it's like, hey, I got one hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, it's low risk, high reward, and. uh but yeah, the winner in South Carolina. If you're if you're not in on the joke, that's where JD Motorsports is located in Gaffney, South Carolina. And uh, that was the only person I know from South Carolina, so it had to be him. That's why I said it was him. But uh, but yeah, obviously, shout out to JD Davis Racing right now, or JD Racing. Yeah, it's that, not JD Davis Racing. That 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 team, that that organization, I should say, is definitely. Over the years, it's kind of it's kind of furniture row esque. Yeah, just on a bigger scale. They'll win a race at some point. You yeah. think? Uh, yeah, if they have Ch- if they have Chastain still. Yeah, Chastain pretty much more. Here's another uh, big news kind of story in the Xfinity series, or here's kind of a big story in the Xfinity series for uh, Ross Chastain. More than likely, could be moving to the 42 full time. All right. And uh, we could see John Hunter Nemechek move to Spencer Gallagher's spot 
and the and the uh, GMS. That's good. Um, team. Uh, Spencer Gallagher, if you do, if you don't follow the sport, retiring at the end of the year. He's had a weird 2018. He's had the weirdest 2018, he, I think. He he wins Talladega. Says he's gonna party like it's '99. Gets get, busted. Gets busted on drugs. What do you think he did? Oh, had to be coke. You think so? Yeah, because if you're celebrating a we or a win, you're not you're not just you know chilling back with some weed. You're getting if you're partying like it's '99. To me, coke is the '99. Well, like we'll 99 ask our drug. special guest in the third segment what he would do, which drug he would do if he won a NASCAR race. All right. Um. So that's the big, kind of one of the bigger stories in the Xfinity series. Another big story, more than likely next year, Daniel Hemrick, or uh, as you know, Daniel Hemrick going to the 31, Tyler Reddick moving to the 21 more than likely next year. So the 9 will be unoccupied? I believe so. Is it going to just fold? Um, no. I what Now, what I heard, the rumor I heard from one of the people I know he stated that more than likely it Trevor Bain will be considered to drive the nine car. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Why? I know. It's it's Advocare. I hate you, Dale Jr. Come I don't on. hate Dale Jr. for it. He's got to do what he's got to hey, do. If the check's clear, yeah, but you're gonna have you're not gonna have a race team that consists of Michael Lynette and Trevor Bain. I it. I mean, honestly, you know who I want to see in that car? Regan Smith. That'd be cool. Yeah. Regan Smith in the nine. Brian Vickers. It's his birthday today. Yeah, it is. Happy birthday, Brian Vickers. The goat. We miss you. Hopefully, you're feeling better with with everything that's gone on over the past few years. You, you know how um you know how you have like favorite drivers, and then like at a, and one of your favorite drivers you know wreck or have a bad day. You kind of those guys. You're like, okay, I'll root for him if he's a yeah. Brian Vickers was definitely that guy. For me. It was always when Gordon wrecked out. I would always be like, all right, I'm rooting for Stewart. And if on the off chance they all wrecked out, I just wanted someone to get their first win. Okay, but like I don't know. It's like nowadays when all your favorite drivers are gone, it's really kind of hard to to pick a favorite. See that that's what happened. There there were about two years where I was just. In limbo after yeah Bert NASCAR purgatory yeah they because I, I considered rooting for Brad Keselowski, Matt Kenseth, and then I went I went to um I went to Kentucky the inaugural Kentucky race and that's when Kyle Busch won my heart yeah I mean that was when he won the inaugural Kentucky race I believe and he won my heart yep so uh. Man, just a not a really crazy week like we've expected in NASCAR. All the moves are kind of made. Martinsville will be fun, though. Martinsville should be a fun race. We'll kind of preview that a little bit more in the second segment. But I kind of wanted to talk about Martinsville as a whole because it's one of those tracks you look forward to, yeah. for me at least. Yeah. What was, what's kind of your favorite Martinsville memory? My, you know, <laughs> recently has to be the Kins of the Dumping Lagana. Obviously. That, that one's an all-time one. Um, my personal favorite one, you remember, I, I, I believe this is Martinsville. You remember whenever Mark Martin and Rusty Wallace were retiring? Together? Yeah. Didn't they get the, didn't they get the grandpa chairs at Martinsville? They did. Yeah. They, they either there or Sonoma, but I, I think it was, I think it was Martinsville. Yeah. And that, that one, that was my favorite Martinsville moment. Yeah. That was, that was an awesome time. I think Rusty Wallace actually won his final NASCAR, uh, sprint cup race at the time or Nextel cup win at Martinsville. 
Oh four, yeah, no, it was oh four. Okay, it was the year. I think it was his last race. Well, no, no, no. well, it was his last That's Martinsville. Mar- well, no, it was his second to last year. Okay, and he won Martinsville, and then the next year was the year he retired. Okay, all right. As I say, I, I don't remember Rusty Wallace Gordoning. Yeah, awesome, awesome career for Rusty Wallace. The that Gor- was the-, the Gordon win was a pretty great. Moment. That was proud. That was my favorite moment. But the moment I think my favorite Martinsville memory. I'm going to go all the way back to 2004. Okay. I was at the race. How and was that? Hang on. How, how, how was it going to Martinsville? Because that's, that's a bucket it's, list. It's awesome. Me. I bet. Okay. It's really fun. To, you see, you can't, you don't miss a whole spot. You can sit anywhere on the track and see the whole damn see, to racetrack. Me, to me, it's kind of like going to, to a Packers game. At yeah. Lambeau. It is very Lambo-esque. But my favorite Martinsville memory, and I'm going to try to cut this as short as possible because we got about a minute left in this okay. segment. Dale Jr. was struggling. I think he had wrecked or or having a bad car. He was he had to come in a pit lane, and Dale Jarrett's car was destroyed, like messed up all to hell. And Jr. was was frustrated and was just pissed off because his race was going bad. So he just swerved right into Dale Jarrett and just wrecked Dale Jarrett right in front of everybody for no reason. I miss when NASCAR was like that. Yeah, for nothing doing, he just wrecked Dale Jarrett. He just took out the rest of his anger on Dale Jarrett. And then I think Rusty Wallace and Ryan Newman had their feud after the race was over because Wallace was trying to run down Jimmy Johnson, and Newman knocked him out of the way. Weren't they teammates? The yeah, time? they were teammates, yeah. And then uh, Wallace came up and hit him on pit road in his car. And uh, unfortunately, the whole fun of that day was pretty much zapped due to the Hendrick plane crash that we that cost uh, a lot of big members on Hendrick Hendrick's team. Yeah. With uh, that was horrible. That made ruin the whole day. But overall, that was my favorite Martinsville memory. I went. I've been there twice. I went there in '04 and I think in '01 or '02 when Ricky Craven won. So that was a cool time. Martinsville, we'll talk a little bit more about in the next segment. The timer's off. Um, We're going to stop it right here, but we'll be right back. A little bit of a truncated version of this show today, but hey, we'll make it work. We're here. All right, this is the If You Ain't First or Last podcast. We will be right back. And we are back, segment two of our three-segment show today. Um, whenever we left segment one, we were talking about uh, some favorite Martinsville memories, and th- that was really fun. I, I, I think we, we should keep going with something like that. Yeah, Maybe yeah, yeah. We could kind of make that like, like our weekly nostalgia yeah. at the end of the first segment. Yeah. Um, another cool thing I remember about Martinsville is the pink hot dogs. Yeah. See, wait, pink? Yeah, the, the hot dogs are pink. For breast cancer awareness? No, they're just pink. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. Like, uh, they have the pink hot dogs there. There's Zhang Li. The bleeping master. The bleeping master. And uh, But yeah, the pink hot dogs are really great about Martinsville. I've heard stories. Um, my dad had one, and I, when I was younger, I was like, Dad, your hot dog's pink. And he's like, oh, oh yeah, it is. And that that's I don't know why I, I added that story into this, but... Hey. 
But yeah, just love Martinsville. Pretty much captures the essence of what NASCAR is. I feel like they overcharge the shit out of those hot dogs, don't they? More than likely. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe they don't. Maybe it's cheaper than we think. But uh, let's give kind of a preview of Martinsville. I think just the truck and and Cup Series are there this week, right? Uh, I would have to double check, but that's, let me check. That the sounds right. Schedule Here, while, while you're looking. Um, yeah, I mean Martinsville. You you know you got the the Cup guys who are your you know favorites who you think of week in and week out. And, uh, the obvious ones, and then you got the guys who are pretty darn good at Martinsville. Like uh, you got your Denny Hamlins, uh, Chase Elliott's kind of showing some performances in Martinsville. Yeah. I think he's going to win. Uh, yeah, that you know, people seem to win races in, in groups this year, so I, it wouldn't surprise that me That is at all. weird how it's been. They win, All these drivers just blow up and win a bunch of races. Yeah, and, you know, I was thinking about this, and, and let me jump into something else. But um, with the success that Chase Elliott's had, it, it, it gives me a lot of hope for the Camaros. Yeah, they're um, getting better. Yeah, the, the RCRs probably had one of their best seasons in a couple of years. I, I guess with Austin Dillon, now Ryan Newman's been struggling pretty mightily. Damn right, brother. Damn right, brother. Ho- I hope we caught that. Yeah, I don't think we did. Oh, that's too bad. Someone out there yelled out. I think it right. was Radu. Yelled out, damn right, brother. It might have been. Uh, Radu was was our guest. He's kind of got to go host a show. Um, so, but we'll get him on. He's a he's probably the funniest person here. He's a diehard NASCAR fan. Yeah, biggest NASCAR fan I've ever met. But yeah, we but um like I was saying the Camaros are definitely getting better. Um you know, we got Chase Elliott winning three races. Hard to believe only he and Austin Dillon are the only ones that won in the Camaro this year. Yeah, and and, and Larson Larson had his moments to win, but just something always happens. He'll so. still win one this year. I think so. He'll win Homestead. Yeah, I was about to say you're just going to give him Homestead. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. He'll finally break through and win Homestead. I could see him winning Texas. Yeah, me too. He did win an Xfinity race at Texas. But I feel like if there's any race that somebody's going to break out and win at Texas, it's probably going to be Jimmy Johnson. Okay, that's a pretty good guess. I I guess for a guy who hasn't won this year, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Hmm, let me think about that one. If if we're going like off of a pit strategy where guys out there on like on old tires trying to hold everybody off, I mean, Ryan Newman's your favorite, right? For sure. Um but I think overall, of a guy that just could outperform some playoff guys and win his first race this season, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was Darren Suarez. Yeah, he's got to win a race because at some point he's going to have to face the elephant in the room. I mean, if if he just continues the nineteen thing, uh, he'll he'll win at a at a Phoenix. Yeah, um, that is true. That is pretty. I didn't think about that till now. But uh, Suarez, another thing. Kind of off the Martinsville topic, but more than likely, we're kind of figuring out where he'll be next year. The writing's starting to get on the wall? Uh, yeah. What you I got? so. What you got? More than likely, we'll see uh, Suarez in the 41. Is Aris coming with him? I would imagine. Okay. Um, I know pretty much Kurt Busch is a lock to go to the one, right? Oh, I, you you know more than I do. Um. Yeah, the the ones are gonna have if that's the case, gonna go from a McDonald's M to a Monsters M. Yeah, that the M's are just gonna be flipped over. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's a a pretty big story. I really hope Suarez gets a win though, because I think he's a lot better than what he's been. Yeah. And how he's finished. You know, and and that's that's really how it is for for um, for race teams. It seems like it 
it seems like there's maybe one or two cars that get the peak funding. And I, I always kind of saw this at Hendrick whenever Johnson and Gordon were there. You know, whoever was in the five would always just, yeah it would always suck just suck yeah. Casey Mears was in the five. Mark, uh, Mark Martin he did all right. Mark in the five. Martin had a championship caliber season yeah. in 2010 though or yeah. 2009. And then who else was in the five? Wait, Kyle, Casey well, Kane. Kyle Busch is pretty good in the five. Yeah, I, I, I just shit on my own statement there, but it always felt like the four or the 48 in the in the 24. Or the 25 was always pretty bad yeah. too. Yeah, like Brian Vickers. Every he would always come close to winning, but like would never win. Yeah, and it was like that with Roush too. The twenty six was always really the shitty bastard, uh, redheaded stepchild yeah. car. That that's probably a better example. Yeah, that but no that that uh, Hendrick example is pretty good too though. And then if you think about it towards the towards the end, like the the Reed so like the end of the Sterling Marlin era, the forty was kind of the shit show of Ganassi. Yeah, they had Dario Franchitti, who Dave, I think could have blossomed into something. And then David Strimmy. David Strimmy was was a questionable hire. <laughs> I mean, did Sorensen ever inherit the forty at some point? No, he drove the forty one. I, I know that. I just I didn't know if he Sorensen kind of got the shaft from that team. I mean, he got he had target. I know, but he kind of he got he kind of got the shaft because they like cut him out and he like went to Richard Petty's team, Ray Evernham, but like he didn't really get a chance to develop as much. He kind of got rushed up into into the cup series. I suppose so. You know, you know who else uh it, it kind of was a bust uh in a, in a really good car, with a really good team, JJ Gailey. Yeah, they uh a friend of mine or somebody I know, uh Darian Gilliam or Darren Gilliam who has the sh- uh the uh YouTube channel Black Flags Matter. Nice. That's, I, I, that's I can pretty un- good. I bet you can kind of understand where he's going with on that's, that one. That's that's really clever. He made a pretty good video about that uh, about JJ Yaley's career. Shout out to Darian Darren Gilliam and uh, his channel Black Flags Matter. If you uh, if you want to watch a good pretty good video about all that stuff about NASCAR busts or good video series, there check him out. Pretty but sweet stuff but right yeah, JJ Yaley struggled. I think he was just a better, like he was just a better open wheel racer than he was anything else, and he just was kind of out of his comfort zone. But I mean, you, you got to at least give him somewhat some respect. He's he stuck it out. He's yeah, and a, he's still doing all right. Yeah, I don't have anything against JJ. Oh Yaley. no, not at all. I got a hat. Some, hey, see you later. That's Radu. Um, he Di- just poked his head in, dipping out. Yep, going to go host a show. Stand-up comedy is his game, I think. How about that? But, uh, but yeah, like we were, I don't know how we got on Reed Sorensen, but, yeah, you were right about the the fourth car kind of getting the, the bastard red-headed stepchild treatment. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's kind of what we've seen with most teams, and that's kind of what it's been like for Suarez. Oh, look, uh, is that uh, Mike D'Antoni? He voted. He voted. I wonder who he voted for. I bet he's a Beto guy. He's definitely a Beto guy. I pretty much feel like if you're in the NBA, if you're unless you're the team owner, I kind yeah. of feel like you're a Beto guy. Popovich is probably the biggest Beto guy. Oh yeah, for which sure. Which is crazy because you don't when you look at Popovich at first glance, seems pretty cruisy. He's he looks like that. Uh, Who'd you vote for? Now I'm just playing. You want to know who I voted for? I mean, if you want to say it, Watkins. Who the hell's that? The Libertarian candidate. Nice. Did I waste my vote? Probably. I don't know, but. At did, the end of the day, I voted my conscience. Did uh, is there a? Did you vote for 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 like this Texas senator as well? 
I think so. Did you vote for the dude with the eye patch? Yes. Of course I did. That's what I'm voting for. Crenshaw. Crenshaw. Hell yeah. We cut all that out. We did. Yeah, we did. We respect him. Yeah. I respect him. Yeah. The eye patch, man. Like, imagine imagine trying to debate with this man. He just flips that shit up. Yeah. I I don't really think you can debate with that dude. No, you can't debate with an eye patch. You'll lose. Like, especially all the shit that guy's been through. I mean, I may not agree with the R next to his name, but right. at least he did something for his country. Right. And gave limbs. Um, An eyeball. That's more than the pres- we could say about the fucking president. See, on this show, you can't really take shots at the president. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> He'll come up and tweet at us. Well, oh, yeah, and our fan base. And our fan base. Yep. But uh, anyways. Uh, All politicians are great. Yeah, every single one of them. Love them. But uh, like I was saying, uh, Suarez... I don't know where we keep going with Suarez. Uh, he's going to the 41, kind of to put a bow on that. Um, let's talk about the truck series at Martinsville, the Texas Roadhouse. That makes no fucking 500. sense. Makes yeah, no why fucking is, sense. Why is this the Texas Roadhouse And literally race? the next race is Texas. What's up with that Texas Roadhouse? Why are you spending all your sponsorship dollars on a, on a race that isn't even in your in state? In Virginia. Yeah. That makes no sense. I was just thinking about marketing. That. Mar- to me, marketing is just so easy. I, I guess it's hard, though. I'm glad you came up and said that. Um, AC is coming in to get the remote. Just completely der- derailed the show. Yep. It's okay, AC. At least, I to avoid. We, it's, at least you got your looks. We forgive. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm just giving you a hard time. Not, AC is a good guy. Not mad, just disappointed. AC is a good guy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, aside from you, probably my my favorite person I've met here. Yeah, I, I think he's top seven. Oh, that's a pretty strong seven you must have. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, like I was saying, the Texas Roadhouse 200 at Martinsville. I'm guessing 200 for the lap, uh, not, not miles. I think we could see a new winner here this week in the truck series. Who, who Gregson won that race last year, didn't he? Because I think so. Fence. I think Cole Custer won there <laughs> at one point too. Okay. But uh, I think let me look up the. Is this Gilliland week? Is it? Are, are we finally here? It could be. I mean, if there's any track he could do it at, it, it's a short track. Is Harrison Burton racing? I think so. Let okay, me look at the entry. That's list. what I'm taking. If, if Harrison's in there, I'm taking Harrison. I think he's moving up next year. Wow, that's see now now that's a guy who I feel like is getting moved up too quick. Yeah. Uh, Son of Jeff Burton, right? Or is it nephew of Jeff? Burton? No, he's a son. Is he really? Yeah, he's Ward's nephew, Jeff's son. What happened to uh? What happened to Jeb Burton? Jeb, Jeb, I, I guess fizzled out. I, he had that shot with RCR and then just kind of pissed that away. Speaking of RCR, how about Shane Lee? He's really kind of impressed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, I know he's not ideal. Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say? Sorry, I, I, it's okay. I was gonna cut you off anyway. But uh, that 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 first Bristol race, he did really good. You know, he, he, I want to say he had a top 10 in that race or a fringe top five. But after that, you know, because impressing at Bristol is pretty hard to do, you know. And yeah. after that, he kind of, you know, maybe fringe top 10, top 15. And then, and then I mean, at Kentucky or Kansas, he survived all the wrecks, brought home a great finish. Right. I think, I think uh, Shane Lee should be, should stick around. Will, I don't know. There's certain drivers that kind of like, are good, but so hard to mark. Have kind of an affluent background. I've never. I don't even know what Shane Lee looks like. Do you? 
Uh, I, I think he's an older guy. I don't know what Shane Lee looks like. He, I, if you if I saw his face, he kind of to me just just thinking of it really quickly. If I can make a quick comparison, like just as a quick comparison, I'd say he kind of looks like MC. It really just a quick comparison. Like if I'm looking at the picture right here, he's 25 years old. Oh wow, I thought he was older than he that. He kind of looks. Uh, if I look really closely, he kind of looks like a mixture of Austin Dillon and Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> that's a hell of a mix. I, I shit you not. I mean, that's what I'm looking at right now. That's just what I see. He probably doesn't look like that at all. I kind of more, I guess if I had to pick a NASCAR driver, I'd, I'd probably pick Ryan Newman, like he, a younger Ryan Newman. He does kind of look like Ryan Newman. But uh, he's done really well. Apparently a tan Ryan Newman. <laughs> he might he might be one of your uh, candidates to move into the 21 if it doesn't go to Tyler Reddick. Yeah, he'd be very deserving. Um. So, yeah, he's done well. I think he's from Newton, North Carolina, so he's keeping the whole North Carolina thing. Right North on, brother. Carolinian. Um, but, yeah, uh, so here's the entry list for the uh, truck race. We got Jeb Burton will be racing. How about that? Both Burtons will be racing. You are correct. Harrison will be in the 51 this week. All right. Some of the – what uh, uh wait wait what which truck is is Jeb gonna be in? He will be in the thirty truck. Okay. I don't know who owns the thirty truck, but he'll have Strut Masters. So probably a starting park. It seems like Tyler Dipple will be in the twenty five. That's exciting. He's uh somebody that I've kind of looked at. Uh, one of the young prospects. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Haley will be in the twenty four as always. That never changes. Timothy Peters will be back this week in the twenty three truck. All right. So he might win. Uh, yeah, Timothy Peters would be a pretty damn good pick. Um, you know who's really impressed me this year with with what little resources he has, though? Austin Hill. Yes. Shout out to Austin Hill. That truck's always hanging around top ten. Yeah. He's a, he's definitely a dark horse. Um, some of the funnier names that nobody really knows, the 54, Tyler Encom. Encom. Driving for David Gilliland. Wait, wait, Ankrum or? Ankrum. Yeah, okay. I was like, who I the was hell is that? I was butchering his name. Okay. I, first, I, I thought you were going to say it was it was Bo Lamastis. And every every time I watch that dude race, I always laugh because you, you called him Slow Lamastis. Slow Lamastis. <laughs> slow as lama- uh, molasses. Nice. Um, But yeah, Tyler Ankrum. Yeah, that dude's good. He's really young. Yeah, him and Dipple uh, raced together for for David Gill. It seems like he's one of those kids that worked hard to get to where he was. That's that's good. Um, I'm not real sure. Is he daddy's money? You're saying he's not a daddy's money guy? His dad was a golfer, apparently. That's what I'm seeing on his Wikipedia, who also dabbled in racing. Probably has money. Yeah, but... If you're good at what you do and have money, then I get it. You're yeah. just, it's inevitable. Yeah. You're just like everyone else. Yeah. It, it's, it's just like, you know, Chase Elliott fans, you know, yeah. his dad was Bill Elliott. And I like Harrison Burton. Dale Jr.'s dad was <laughs> Dale Sr. So obviously, we got um, Parker Kligerman will be back, thankfully. All right. And the 75 truck. So he's going to wreck about three people. Yeah. Yep, more than likely. I just like to rough them up, make good television. Yep, uh, DJ Kennington will be in the 49 truck to close out the um, premium motorsports truck series effort. As you know, they will be ceasing operations at the end of the season to focus on their cup effort. So um, there you go, pretty much the entry list. One more name that stands out to me, Chase Purdy. 
All right. I really love his arc of paint scheme. Yeah, it looks like Dale Jr. It looks like a mixture of Dale Jr. and Hutch Strickland's old car. Shout out to Hutch Strickland, by the way. That was the... Ooh, that was the that was, Circuit City car. Okay, I was thinking of the Hills Bros Coffee. That that it has a little bit of that to it. I'll yeah. show you the car. Okay, Circuit City NASCAR. I'm glad we have this computer. Very very resourceful. I'm, I'm gonna swing over. You just keep talking. Yeah, away but from uh, Mike. so that'll be a good race to watch. Then obviously we got the Cup guys. See, this is a beautiful race car. It just it looks like the future. It does look like the future, and Circuit City is. Not a part of the future. Nope, it's no longer with us. So who you got winning this cup race? We'll <laughs> we'll give our cup race prediction and our, our truck race Man, prediction. I, I I really feel like Denny Hamlin's got to break through at some point, but I'm not going to take Denny Hamlin after saying all that. I'm just going to it's going to be obvious as shit. I'm going to say Kevin Harvick bounces back, gets a win, locks himself to the to the final round. That's probably a safe bet. Yeah, the guy I have winning, I'm going to go Joey Logano. That's another safe bet. Um, really safe bet. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like every year he gets there, he's really good, is, and he just doesn't win. Is Kenseth in the six? Um, let me check the entry list. I don't think he is. I hope Kenseth's in the six. Um, if not, then we're probably going to get about a bunch of cautions. Did you see on NASCAR Radioactive? Like, uh, oh, where Bane told his guys not to cuss? <laughs> he was like, uh, yeah, the crew chief, Matt Pusha, was, uh, well, we got to have a fucking pass-through. Sorry, Dad, I swore again. My dad got on to be about saying the F word a bunch. <laughs> I'm just quoting what Matt Pusha said. Uh, and he said, we're going to have to go in and do a fucking pass-through. And then Trevor Bain cues in and says, hey, man, watch your language. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> and everyone... And that made me mad because I saw, I saw that on, on Instagram, actually. And everyone replying was like, well, you can't be mad at, at Trevor Bain. He's I'm, got his Christian value. Yeah, that's literally that's literally one comment that I saw, and I was like, "Y'all are just saying that because it was Paul Menard." Yeah. If that was if that was the nine, oh my god, yeah, you'd have be wanted a, it him would dead. Be a lynching. Yeah. I I don't hate Trevor Bain. Oh no, I don't either. I think he's a great person. Yeah. I think he's one of the nicest people in the world. This just isn't his sport. I mean. And even I can't even say that. I honestly think he's not a bad race car driver. I don't know. I really don't think he's that bad. I mean, I know he's been in a lot of trouble, but he can he's comparable. He's the he's the he's second, competent. He's the second best driver at Roush Fenway. Yeah, that is saying <laughs> something. I mean, Ricky Stenhouse has had his moments. But, yeah. But yeah, so I don't think he's in the race. It, it might be Bane this week. Let me check. Martinsville entry list we're gonna cut out all this whole searching oh yeah man that's, that's we a... gotta make it sound like we were we weren't yeah like ser- doing re- our research while we were here i get that uh but yeah you know um so one more thing to talk about before we go into our nonsense segment the new package and we'll kind of cover it a little bit talking about for dega uh no just for just for the whole sport next okay. year um what did you think of the test that we saw? The uh, you talking about the All Star race package? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I mean, the All Star race itself was pretty fun. the 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 Xfinity race at Indy was probably the best Indy race I've ever seen. Yeah, me too. But I'm just weary that there's going to be some tracks where that's just going to look awful. Yeah, and it's going to get oversaturated, and it, and people are going to get tired of it. It's going to be kind of like how it was with the two-car tandem. It's going to be the same show every week. Yeah. So I am looking at the entry list. Austin, Dillon, three, Kevin Harvick. It is Matt Kenseth. 
Sweet. So, that, so you sure on that Logano pick? I think so. <laughs> I really him. think. Uh, no, you know what? I'm changing my pick. <laughs> uh, Ty Dillon's going to win. All right. All right. Ty Dillon, it's his week. Let's move on to the final segment. Like I said, a truncated version this week. We'll go back to kind of a our fourth segment. Or maybe we won't. Who knows? We'll 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 do both. Yeah. Well, I we'll, mean, because yeah, next week we got Texas. Yeah. We we'll do a feeling out process. All right. All right. This is the If You Ain't First Your Last podcast. One more segment to go. I'm Juggalo Trey. I'm Tristan Shannon. We'll be right back. Got my hands on the wheel and I'm flying. Heartbeat All right, everybody, welcome back. It's our third and final segment today. Truncated. That's right, on our truncated show. That's my favorite word. Uh, it, you know, to be honest with you, I'm just going with it. Uh, at, I don't know a dictionary definition of that word, but... I don't either. All right, so... That's kind of the NASCAR way. Sweet. Say a bunch of words we don't know the, the meaning of. All right on, brother. Amen. But, uh, yeah, it's our third segment, um, the final segment of the show today. And the final segment, you know, we... we We've taken off our white collars, putting on our blue collars, because now we're just rolling up our sleeves, talking a little bullshit, um, pretty much about whatever. You know, now for the third segment, this is really, I really wish we could take phone calls. Yeah, me too. This this is, this. I would literally just, third segment would be nothing but phone calls if, if we at, were able to do at that. At some point, if it ever comes around, we might be able to take phone calls. All I'm right. Just dropping a hint there. But um, anyways... First things first. What what what's been going on in your world at Bucky's? Uh, Bucky's has been okay. I uh, I have two days of paid time off for uh for, Texas Motor for Speedway. Texas Motor Speedway. Friday and Saturday will be paid time off, so that'll be pretty sweet. Um, Sunday I'll be there just having fun, not getting paid. Uh, hopefully it doesn't rain. Uh, I don't know if anybody out there who will be going to the race knows, but apparently there's a pretty darn good chance of rain in the area. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think it'll clear up. I'm just so. going to pray that it clears up. I'm going to pray to whatever. Would you shave your hair to 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 for to, if it promised no rain? I'm going to yeah, uh, no, no. No, I would not. I'm going to pray to all the gods. All of them. I'm going to pray to Jesus. Okay. I'm going to pray to uh I'm going to pray to um like the Greek ones. Allah. Okay. I'm going to pray to uh um I'm just going to pray to all of them. Whenever you get down to the, to the Hindu gods, you're going to spend a long time. But you might as well start praying now because it's going to take you a while. To That's get what I'm them. doing in my head. All right. Um, shout out to everyone of every religion. Oh, yeah. We love everybody here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, it should be a good time. I really look forward to it. Did uh, Have you changed your opinion on semi-pro? Um, no. No? You still, I still don't like it. You are awful. I, it's not. I don't know. I'm kind of. Kind of a snob when it comes to movies or anything pop culture related. Okay. Um, so the Rockets are playing. Speaking of the Rockets, without Chris Paul, due to the the uh, spit song. Spitgate. Spitgate, yeah. The spit scene around the world. Um, Aaron Gordon, or is it Eric Gordon? Eric, yeah. Aaron Eric. Gordon's in my, uh, Orlando. Correct. Eric Gordon is in for CP3. Um, this team, this jazz team is going to be hard to beat. 
Yeah, they, uh, believe it or not, have the same record as us right now, yeah. one and two. Um, you got to figure that this is literally the same team, so you just got to figure that they just got to get it all together. I'm a little concerned on the Rockets. I am, too. Um, it just doesn't seem like their best defenders is out there anymore. And that, and you remember how in 2016 when just one thing would go wrong, they just fold, shut down, just get pissed Pretty off? Pretty much. It really feels like that again. Like, in, seven, so? like in 17, they'd get down by maybe five to ten points. They'd be like, all right, well, we got this. But now it's like if if someone misses a wide open shot like you could see you could see on the guys that they're just like oh fuck Do you well, think he missed a shot James Harden is getting complacent with his MVP I I don't I could see how someone would think that I personally I don't see how he could cuz Melo you know, just hit one Yeah Melo just splashed a good three but it's just I don't see how you get complacent with an MVP and no trophy I I couldn't either I mean unless James Harden is all about himself but uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't think he is just yet. I know he's not playing a lot of defense right now. Yeah, his defense has been pretty bad this year. But um, right now, I really still think the Rockets are right behind Golden State, simply because I really, LA has been really horrible this LA, year. LA has been trash. New Orleans has looked really good. Yeah, um, uh, Meritich. Meritich has. I, I don't. Has he missed a shot yet? I, I don't mean, think so. That dude is something else. Meritich uh, is shooting the lights out. Anthony Davis has looked really good, uh, of course, as he always does. They're in the East, though. No, they're not. Oh, they're they aren't? The no, Pelicans are in the West. For some reason, I keep thinking they're in the East. You know, and, and, and align, I think the NBA needs to realign, honestly. I do, too. Because the, you have the Grizzlies in the West. That yeah, make that makes sense. no sense. Yeah. I think we need two new teams in the NBA. You know? Okay, where, where are you going to? You go- Seattle and Vancouver. Vancouver? Not, why not Louisville? Uh, Yeah, maybe Louisville. They, they're the first... They're in the first three out, maybe, the first two out. Maybe St. Louis? Um, yeah. How about Kansas City? That'd be a good one. Or Pittsburgh. Do you think Pittsburgh could get around a basketball team? I, I don't I don't think I don't think basketball. Someone just get an and one on, on a three. That'd be Gerald. That would be Gerald Green. Mr. Houston. Mr. I forty five. Yep. I I really kinda like what Gerald Green brings to the table. He's the he's kinda like what Evan McMullen was for the Sonics he, back then. You know, Gerald Green. He's not the best, but no, he. But I like him because he gets pissed off whenever I get pissed off. Really? So I know that we're in sync like that. Like say, like say if if someone like say if Rubio just throws a mean ass elbow on somebody, and I'm gonna say, you know, what the fuck? We got to keep Rubio in check. I know that Gerald Green's gonna be like, that? what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. As, as he swats away an alley oop to go bear. Oh, Melo's gonna pull up. And nope. Brick. It's you know it's funny. Melo, I think every game this year has made his first three and then just yeah, that's kind of been the story of his last few years. But yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, it seems like Gerald Green is kind of the 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 fan favorite. He kind of is in tune with what the fans are thinking. Yeah, we're, we're we are all collectively Gerald Green. And another thing that that's really great about Gerald Green is he likes being here. Yeah, he re- this is his home hometown. I think he'd play for free if he could. I think so, too, and that's what I like about him. I really like what, what Gerald Green brings to the table. You know, I think if if the Rockets have the lead after this first quarter, I want to say it's the first game all year we've had the lead after you the first so? quarter. You think so? I'd have to double-check on Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, Andy, Andy just confirmed. I think that is that he, that he that is correct. I I don't think we were beating the Lakers. How did Andy one. hear us? I don't know, but he, he gave me the thumbs up after I said that. But That's weird. But, uh, yeah, I feel like... Because that L.A. game, it was really close. I, I, 
I don't know. Maybe maybe we were winning, but I know for damn sure after New Orleans we weren't winning. That was the probably the game that most people want to hear about just in any sense. Not not I, only on our podcast. I was at that game. Really? No, oh, yeah, that was freaking hell. You were in L.A. No, 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 I'm talking about the the the, the Pelicans game. My oh, bad. okay, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant you were at the at the Lakers. Game. Oh no, no, no. Wow, no. you went all the way to L.A. Oh hell no, I wouldn't go there with those crazy ass people. I don't like California. Don't California my Texas. <laughs> That's right, brother. That's not. I don't mean that. Get in and out, out. Make California as Texas as possible. Well, Donovan Mitchell just crossed up James Harden. Man, Donovan Mitchell probably the most exciting young player to watch. He's to me, he's Russell Westbrook without an attitude. Yeah, and he's a lot more of a facilitator than Russell Westbrook is. Yeah, but he can do stuff like he, that. He does have the drive like Russell Westbrook to the basket. He has that whole kind of like mm-hmm. like he's about to fall down and thing he can going. Still forward. jump out the gym. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the thing most people were talking about. Uh, Rajon Rondo, Brandon Ingram, and, and Chris I, Paul. I saw you uh, express some displeasure for Rajon Rondo on yeah, Twitter. I was pretty mad. You know, listen, I, you're my favorite person of all on Twitter. You think so? Zero filter. Even over uh, Barry McCockner? That dude's funny. Yeah, but uh, but no, uh, I, I, you're better than Barry. My favorite is freezing cold takes. Yeah, I see you. Uh, Tweet a lot of stuff to them. Yeah, they're following me. Nice. I didn't expect that, but hey, shout may- out to them. Hey, maybe we could uh, spit some freezing cold takes about NASCAR. About NASCAR, like I'd how do you that think weekly. How, like yeah, about the Ty Dillon thing. Yeah, I really think people are sleeping on Ty Dillon. I mean, it'd be a lot different if Ty Dillon was in the 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 seventy eight. What if Ty Dillon was in the three car? I. May I feel like he'd be, if anything, just better. Here's a here's a uh, parallel universe type of story. Where Ty Dillon could have been in the '78 car. Go on. What if Clint Boyer doesn't go to Mar- uh, Richmond, doesn't spin out? Ryan Newman gets in the chase. Martin Truex misses it. What if he stays at MWR because everybody knows Napa left because of fucking clint boyer spinning out on purpose Mm -hmm. so what if napa decides to stay truex stays in the 56 i think ty dillon gets put in the 78 because that was always a that was an rcr affiliate yeah Yeah. that that'd be hard because well yeah because you're figuring the note boyer doesn't spin so there's no mwr and you know how close uh ty dillon is with bass pro shops right yeah God, and Cabela's. Man, I can't get over how how much James Harden sucks right now. Yeah, he's really not who he was last year. Um, but yeah, that that is definitely something to think about. Uh, I know I, the con- <laughs> the consensus. I don't think he'd win a championship. I don't think he would either. <laughs> I I don't think he's quite Martin Truex Jr. And, and to be fair, uh, Martin Truex Jr. has been a great driver for a very long time. I think so too. That's my Jason Garrett speak. Um, but I uh, the seventy eight. That team definitely helped him get a championship. And that team did go to the, make the chase that year mm-hmm. with Kurt Busch. Yeah. But I, I think that car definitely helped him. I think Cole Pern definitely helped him. Yeah. Because, I mean, Truex had won some races with with MWR, and, and he won his first race with a, with a DEI. But I don't know. I, I mean... I mean, but that's how it is with every driver, I guess. Yeah. It's really hard to tell how good a guy is till you put him in an elite car. Right. So the one thing that that kind of I wonder about, though, like with the whole, like... 
scenario that yeah, you Yeah, with portrayed. the butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. Um, what does this do for Chase Elliott? He doesn't get Napa. Um, what? Where does he go? That's, uh, that's pretty interesting. Does he just hey, kind of waste away in the Xfinity series for another year? He wouldn't waste away. Uh, he, he wouldn't have Napa in Xfinity, if you think about it. Yeah. Or Nate, was he, he, was he still around for Nationwide Era? He was the last year of it. I think that was like he was a development driver. Okay. But uh, that was the that's the one thing I was because everybody kind of it was the idea was being entertained that Gordon was not going to be back within the next three years mm. and Chase Elliott was the heir apparent ever since I could remember. Oh yeah. So I mean, would you move him up? I don't know. Maybe Chase Elliott's in the '78 car. That's that's a hell of a, that'd be a hell of a um, of a theory, I guess. Yeah. This, so that's kind of a. Of an of a segment idea, I floated around. It won't a necessarily what be for the set for segment, but a what if scenario. We won't do it every time. Okay, it'll just be something I throw around. Um, but yeah, since we were talking about what if Ryan Newman doesn't put Kyle Larson in the fence? Yep, I guess that means Gordon races for a championship. Does he win the championship? Probably because he was dominating that race till he decided to pit. I was there. Oh, you were at Phoenix. I was at, that, I was at the uh, Homestead race. Oh, yeah, wow. damn, bro! You I've been to a lot of races. I've been to too many, so many. I, I've the only different tracks I've gone to. I've gone to Atlanta, Daytona, Talladega, Dover, Texas. So you got to go to Homestead and uh, uh, Kentucky. Homestead's Sticks. one of the best tracks I've been to. It's top five. Plus Miami, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's you can a pretty go, good area. You can go get a hotel in Fort Lauderdale. Cuban women. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. But uh, the thing is. It helps if you work at an airport, you know? Explain. My dad works at an airport, so we just fly where he just gets to fly wherever he wants. Oh, okay. That's pretty sweet. So let's talk about the sideline reporter. The one for uh, AT&T Sports? Yeah, Michelle McGrew. Definitely a lot better than um, uh, Bart Ennis. You think so? Yeah. Let me tell you a story about Bart Ennis. What's, what's old Bart got to do? I met Bart Ennis one time at a baseball game. I bet he's a good guy. Huh? Yeah, he was nice. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell's been some freaks. You ever, you ever met any, uh, you ever met any, like, uh, you should talk about the people you met, because I, I, I don't want to talk about the people I've met all the time. Um, you've definitely met more famous people than I have. Um, I'm trying to think about any famous people I've really met. Um, that, okay, how about the time I met Kyle Larson? Did I ever tell you about that? I don't think so. Okay, so I was at Daytona, and this is, I want to say this is Kyle Larson's first year in, in Cup. It's either his first year. So 2014. That sounds right. Yeah. That sounds right. What, what, what was the year that Almirola won the, won the, this, this, the. 2014. Okay, so that was the year. So it was right before the Xfinity race, um, and Kyle Larson is heading to the bathroom, and I'm standing there with my Kyle Larson shirt on, I see him walking to the bathroom. I'm like, hey, Kyle, can you sign my shirt as he's walking into the bathroom? And he's like, like come on. I'm like, all right, fine. You yeah, know? And he that's kind of what it, Kyle Larson is. And he, and he signs it, and he goes to the bathroom. And I'm like, thanks, man. That's pretty much it. But That's kind of how Kyle Larson is. Okay, so Melo's kind of Yeah, Melo's hitting, hitting, shooting the lights out. I think he's got seven already. Yeah. Kyle Larson's kind of like that. He's kind of, uh, whatever. Maybe it's, yeah, maybe maybe it's something about the name Kyle. What a save by Mello, but it went to the Jazz. I um I was hanging out at the dirt track over where the uh, at Texas and Kyle Larson and his son. We were standing right next to him. 
me, him, Newman, Amarola, Chris nice. Bell. We were all just standing there, just standing around, just watching the dirt track races. Just, just King of the Hill-esque? Yeah, pretty nice. much. We were all, you know how, like, when you go to a dirt track, all those people stand around? Yeah, the, just all around the, the track. Perimeter. Yeah. That's what we were doing. And uh, I was really impressed by how nice Chris Bell was. For real? Yeah. That's I was, good. I was standing there, and I was just watching the race, and he's like, so you having a good time, man? I was like, hell yeah, bro. See, but, that, oh, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. you go ahead. I was just going to say, that's, I, I wish NASCAR do a better job of of letting everyone know how down to earth the drivers yeah. are. Yeah. You know, instead of trying to push, you know, young guys versus old guys, which, have you noticed, they kind of stepped away from that yeah, as the season bit. went on. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, I, w- I wish they'd kind of market their, I guess, human character that might sound weak. Make it, yeah, make it more. Ex- I mean, you can't say they don't make the sport accessible. They yeah. obviously do. Oh, they definitely do. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I guess, I guess I'm more trying to say because there's obviously the hospitality and all that stuff, but it they need to they need to let people know that these drivers are still accessible to you, even if you don't pay extra. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And that was the one thing that really I really admired about Chris Bell. And uh, another good one is Chase Briscoe. I bet that, yeah, go ahead. He's a Briscoe. really nice guy. Like, from what I've seen, he's a really nice kid. And I can call him a kid because he's younger than I am. Hey, that means he's younger than I am. Yeah, which is crazy. But uh, I saw him. I was like, uh, hey, man, I hope you, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're racing. You, you're, you got a lot of talent. I really think you can go far. And he's like, thanks, man. Thanks for coming out. I appreciate that. That's pretty sweet. And it seemed like he really, he really took that to heart. And anytime I see him, he always says waves to me and says thanks for coming out. How about your, uh, how about your Bubba encounter? Yeah, that was he was really cool too. Um, he was one of the he he took like a few extra minutes to to sign everything I had, and he drove by and he saw me and he waved to me from the car. I thought that was really That's cool too. Freaking sweet. That's what you'll get in NASCAR. These drivers. If you're if you're close, they will be they they'll they'll treat you like family almost. All right. Like you're a friend of theirs. I really I really would like to meet Bubba Wallace. That dude's awesome. They just did they call Harden for a walk or a push? I don't know. They could call everybody for a walk. That, that gives him if it's not a walk, that's three on him. That's three fouls. That is true. He did he go for the the uh that's, oh, that's, a, that's not a push. They had to have called it. No, nah, that's not a push at all. No. It's the soft NBA, though. It's it's Dante Exum and his weak knees. Man, what is going on with he Dante just, Exum? He just smoked a layup. You saw that? Tucker half, half court? court? No. Nope. Oh. What is going on with Dante Exum? I remember when he was coming out, he was supposed to he be was like. The toast. He was supposed to be the next Curry, and he was supposed to. He, he could, Slice bread. Yeah, he could drive to the basket. Everybody's like, Dante Exum. He's going to be the next star. A lot of injuries. Yeah, injuries have killed him. I don't. Who, who drafted him? Was it the Jazz? Yeah, it was the Jazz. Him? Yeah, he's been a Jazz. Because I on my two K franchise, mm-hmm. he, he got drafted to the Hawks. Like for that season, or yeah, like because you know how you can download share oh, yeah. your yeah, yeah, yeah your draft class. He right. got drafted to the Hawks, and he was just, every time I'd play him, he would just toast everybody up. He would just shoot a bunch of, of threes, and he'd be hard to beat, hard good, to cover. He's a good player, just a lot of injuries. Yeah. So I I, re- I hope he gets better. I, I just I know everybody hates the Jazz. Yeah, but it's because the '90s. I mean, and the mid 2000s. Because man, let me tell you something. Those mid that's that's whenever I was a kid. Because I can't speak on the '90s Rockets Jazz, but 
the, the mid 2000s with Darren Williams and freaking Andre Karolinko yep. and uh, Karolinko, Memeto Core. Wasn't Her- uh, Terkalu? No, Ter- on one of those Ter- teams. I don't believe so. They had they had Kyle Korver. Yeah, Kyle the uh, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, they double. Had, yep. They Who's had. the one that said we're going to Game Seven? That that you got me there. I, I think it was Terkalu. It's always on the starters. You you ever oh, watch yeah, the starters? Yeah, those dudes are pretty funny. Yeah, I love those guys. Um, but that's who I'm thinking of. But yeah, those Jazz teams are easy to hate because their fan base is fucking obnoxious that's all they have mitt romney everybody <laughs> hates mitt romney yeah sorry dad i said the f word again i'll bleep it out sorry you get mad and you say fuck yeah he was like i don't like that you're saying the f word hey you know i was actually gonna about to i was gonna ask you uh, down the line if we should make this a more family friendly show probably to uh make ourselves more open to a potential radio spot yeah more than likely but like Every now and again, we I don't I don't feel like we swear a whole lot. No, we're not just sitting up here just you know. If someone had a bleep machine, we wouldn't be just it wouldn't be like a, you know, like a clean version of a song where we just you can't hear anything besides yeah. like two words. I, I don't feel like we have opinions that don't like or I have. I mean, I don't know about you. You you seem to be more moderate, right? Of both of us, right? But like uh, yeah. we have some <laughs> opinions that. Some NASCAR fans, the prototypical NASCAR fans, don't like 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 your uh, like your voting decisions. <laughs> yeah, that and my the one thing that I kind of noticed, and this will kind of be where we put a bow on it. Okay. Um, the one thing that I that I said that really kind of struck a nerve with my fan with my dad at least was the whole let's let's nix the praying before the race. Ah, yes, I remember that discussion. See, the thing is with that. Let me kind of expand on that because I didn't really get it. It didn't. It, if you take it at face value, I get why you would think. Are that. you are you trying? Were you trying to say like not show it on television? No, not just that. Like what I'm saying is, if we're going to pray, like there are a bunch of religions in America, and I know that NASCAR is predominantly white, right. white middle class. Correct. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. That's what NASCAR is, mm-hmm. but. You don't make yourself, it's not a good business model. To be one-dimensional. Yeah, to be one-dimensional. That's all I'm saying. I don't have any issues with God, honestly. Mm -hmm. God's cool. Jesus is all right with me. But (laughs) at the end of the day, it's not, it doesn't, It you can't really market yourself when you're with, like, as an open. Yeah. You know, it's just not a good, it doesn't work. I see what you're saying, but I guess for me it's like, just because you're praying doesn't mean it's like, hey, if you're Muslim. Yeah, I know not they're cool not trying you. to be yeah. offensive. I know that's not the end goal. Right. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And it, it's easy to say, oh, well, if you don't like it, you could just not come to a race. I feel like that's more hurtful than helpful. Right. And, you know, it, just thinking about it, uh, in the other sports, you don't really have a prayer. No. You, have the, you have the national anthem. Yeah, and but- and... We're never going to get rid of the national anthem. Oh, hell no. That's no. never going to happen. That'll never go away in sports. And I, I don't have a problem with that. I'm all for the national anthem. I think it's a, this is the greatest country. I mean, it has its flaws, mm-hmm. obviously. I love this country. I love living here. I don't like a lot of the people. I don't like some of the things that happen here. Right. But I love this country, and the national anthem will never go away. You'll never hear us say that. But... You know, at the end of the day, I what I was saying when I when I said that was let's just make it more inclusive. 
at least try to make it a little bit more yeah, inclusive. Yeah, I, I, I do see what you're saying, but it's, to me, if you're trying to ditch prayer from NASCAR, at least at least in the short term, you're hurting way more than you're helping. I know it's you're you're you gotta you gotta market it to your core demographic. But those people are dying off and being uninterested in the sport. Yeah, yeah, that, I, I see what you're saying. That's kind of where we kind of reach a disagreement, and we kind which is rare. Yeah, yeah. You and I see that we don't make good radio. We we no, we, we agree on agree a lot on, of things. You know who agrees? It's because it's because we're smart. Really, that's yeah, what it is. We kind of see the world for what it is. Yeah. You know who agrees a lot mm. on the radio? The Blitz. Yeah, they yeah, agree on they, a lot of things. Yeah, they rarely go against each other, but see, they get, they make good radio because they because the callers never agree with them. Yeah, and and it, they're kind of the heels. Yeah, like the callers are like these people just hate the city of Houston. Yeah, and they just call in and yell at them. So that's pretty much where we'll put a bow on everything. We'll, All right. Um, next week. We're going to be at Texas. Yes, I don't we are. know if we're going to be able to record. I mean, it's possible. We if if worse comes to worse, we hold our phones up to our to our mouths. Yeah. <laughs> um we we'll find a way to to get something from Texas Motor Speedway. Hey, maybe maybe we'll, just some interviews. Maybe we'll Facebook live some of the interactions we see. Yeah. But uh but there you go. This is the If You Ain't Fresh, Your Last podcast. You can follow him at uh, Tristan Shannon, Tristan underscore Shannon, and with a zero, not no. You kind of took that from John a little bit. But you see, you, you gave it to me earlier. I remember that. Whenever you'd talk about my Twitter handle, you'd, you'd said with a zero, not a no. Yeah. So, with a zero, not an O. That's right. I'm Juggalo underscore Trey 23. Is there a reason for the 23? Michael Jordan? What's uh, I just really JJ love Yaley? the number. Okay. Yeah, I really liked uh, when Alex Bowman drove the 23. All right. I was like, I really think he's going to be good. Did you know Cecil Exum played for uh, UNC? I didn't know that until that graphic came up. How about that? That's his dad. Who knew that? Um, so that that's pretty much it. I got to get to Rusk Street for the new studio for Houston preeminence. Good Uh, for you, man. Hopefully I'll join you there someday. It's very possible. Uh, This is the If You Ain't First Your Last podcast. I'm Trey. That's Tristan. We'll be back when we're back. I don't know when, but uh, thank you for listening. Remember to prayer. Yep. Pray.